0: Hi, we're Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to The Rising Rebel Podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing
1: that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride
0: if you're on a journey of self-discovery we've created something spectacular for you it's called the evolve and expand online retreat and it's launching this fall we're curating the best teachers experts and coaches from around the globe to bring you a -a one-of-a-kind learning experience some of our own biggest breakthroughs have happened when we least expected it and often from leaders and teachers who weren't even on our radar We believe that blending and finding a balance of modalities to serve, expand, and evolve your mind, body, and soul is really the secret sauce to initiating quantum shifts. Visit www.evolveandexpandretreats.com and sign up to be notified when tickets are available for pre-sale. It's coming soon, and trust us, you don't want to miss out on this. Hello, magical
1: humans. You've got Shelby here. Welcome back to the Rising Rebel podcast. I had no idea I was going to enjoy this conversation today about relationships so much, but boy oh boy, did I ever. Today my guest Jamie Morgan and I get into all the different layers that can unfold in the side of a relationship and really just how it can be our greatest teacher and lead us home to do the inside work. Jamie is a Gottman-trained relationship and personal growth expert and speaker. She specializes in guiding women who have gone through divorce or breakups to attract more love and abundance into their lives. She helps them conquer their fears, gain authentic confidence, and let go of their past by giving them personalized action steps to move forward into the life that they have always dreamed of. Jamie and her husband, Justin, also host relationship events and retreats throughout the Okanagan and beyond. They strive to bring couples together to connect in unique and fun ways. They believe in giving couples the tools they need to create their own version of easy love filled with the effective communication, conflict resolution, and connection skills. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Jamie Morgan. Hello, Jamie, and welcome to the
2: Rising Rebel podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you and, yeah, share all the things.
1: Yes, and I love before we started recording, you said you're an open book, and I'm like, I love that. That It's just so... It's so nice to speak to somebody who is an open book like myself, because conversations often just flow
2: so smoothly that way, so I love that. Have you always been an open book? Oh my gosh, yeah. I think sometimes to a fault, I think there's often times that maybe I could 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 close it a little bit, close those pages a little bit, but <laughs> you know how it goes. I do. I do.
1: I understand. So you are a self and relationship expert. Now that gets me excited. Tell me more. How? When did this start for you? Do you have like, I always like to ask, is there a bit of a story that you could tell our audience that gives them that lens on like, where it started and where it is now?
2: Yeah, of course, there's a story. There's always a story, right? Mm -hmm. I I'm a Gottman trained relationship and personal growth coach who started my coaching career just over five years ago, primarily with the goal of coaching couples and doing relationship coaching. And I slowly started attracting more and more women who had gone through divorce like I have. I am I am divorced and remarried and happily remarried to the love of my life and then i just started you know as we do start realizing that it was the working with the women that lit me up the most and so things have trans you know um transitioned since then to my husband and i who's also done his Gottman method training through the Gottman institute to us doing the relationship work together in in a form of relationship retreats and events things like that where we can give couples the tools they need to build their own version of easy love that's what we call it where it's you know healthy communication conflict resolution and connection but we can give the tools and not have to get into the nitty-gritty because what i was finding with relationship coaching is as much as i love it and i know there's so much that i have to offer there and i really do believe in it i was not getting excited about mediating couples arguments and it's it's hard work my hat goes off to anyone who coaches does counseling therapy with couples because it is a different dynamic you're working with two people who are often in conflict so all of that being said my business has sort of you know changed and morphed over the years and i primarily work with women who have gone through divorce and breakups, and I help them rise into their next chapter, filled with confidence and letting go of their past and the things that have held them stuck. And, you know, this is all work I did myself. I developed the tools that I use when I went through my own divorce. And then I have since used them with countless women that I coach in my practice. So it's something very near and dear to my heart. And, uh, Yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot of, there's a lot more story that goes with that, but I don't know how much time we have. (laughs) (laughs) You could probably write a book I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I did, I went through my own divorce and I always tease about how I'm the relationship coach that's divorced. So (laughs) you definitely want to take advice from me, but (laughs) I have, I've come full circle. I've, I've really, really found the love of my life and, have learned so much about myself through the process and through that have really, really feel confident that I have figured out how to, you know, go through divorce and breakups in a way that doesn't leave you stuck in your past, because I think there's, I mean, there's so many of us that if we tell the truth about past, whether it was, marriages or relationships that there's things that we are still hanging on to whether it's resentment or sadness or guilt or all of the above right
1: Mm -hmm. and i think too when people go into say like traditional therapy or sometimes when people get into um seeing relationship experts if they're attached to their story still and they're bringing that into the room that yes. conflict is really, it's difficult to move through when they're so, when people are so attached to their story. And so did you find that as you went from, you know, being married to being divorced, to being married again, mm-hmm. uh, we, I see this in all aspects of life. That's why I'm curious to know from the relationship point of view, it's the story that we hold as we transition through those different parts of our life. And it can either hinder us or help us, Mm -hmm. Um, what was it like for you to have to let go of some of those stories?
2: It's like, it is the hardest work I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any any of us that have been through anything, whether it's a divorce or major breakup, or just really getting, getting to a point in life where we know something's got to change, right? Where we're, we're not happy and we kind of hit that own personal rock bottom, whatever that looks like. And for me, it was the realization that the only person I can change is myself. Mm. And how so often in this world, all of us it's I, I believe human nature is to look outside of ourselves in blame or at fault pointing a finger when we feel discomfort. So when we feel that inner angst start to creep in in our day, we tend to, rather than look within and get quiet and really focus on the actual thing we can change, we choose to focus on everything around us and we wanna change and micromanage the people, the partners, the things around us, rather than looking within. And I've always said that the the greatest work you'll ever do in any of your relationships, romantic or otherwise, is the work you do on yourself. I really think that is where the gold is, right? That's where we can have the biggest impact in our life, but you have to be willing and that's not always easy. I don't know if it's ever easy because it takes us owning our stuff and really getting honest about it. And for me, it was the realization, not that I'm going to own the entire breakdown of my, my 15 year marriage, and put it all on me. Cause I think it was two of us that were involved, but I know my part in it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> now too late, but right? right, that's how it works. But I, I didn't want to go through the pain that I went through and have it be worth nothing. I wanted to learn and grow from it because I never wanted to go through that again. And if my husband, my ex-husband left me very suddenly, very dramatically, and it was traumatic and it brought me to my knees. And it was that situation where I really realized, and actually I feel grateful because I realized pretty early on that it was up to me. I had I could not blame everything on him. And even if I wanted to, it wasn't going to change my situation. So the only way I could change and rise into the person I wanted to be and to have the life I wanted to live was if I was willing to take a really hard look at myself. And for me, it was realizing that I was, every time I felt anxious, which I had a major, like I classified myself as an anxious person, highly anxious. And whenever that angst came up, I tried to control my ex. And it wasn't like in a nasty, you know, really, I mean, I guess it was negative, but it wasn't in a way that I was just seeking to go out and do it, it was a way for me to numb what I was feeling inside, and to quiet that angst. And yeah, it works temporarily. Mm
1: -hmm. But then the
2: other person feels controlled, uncomfortable, not loved. And they essentially end up wanting out, right, it leads to a downfall of a relationship, if it isn't managed. So it was the realization of that part for me that changed my life. Mm, I love where I love where this is going. I was, you know, as you were speaking, I was just reflecting
1: and I had a lot, uh, I'm still with my husband. Um, we've mm-hmm. been together for 13 years and we've had so many of these time periods where I've had that deep reflection of like, okay, where can I take that responsibility? Because I was actually doing something very similar my anxiety when it would get out of hand i went instantly into control because that's the only way i knew how to make my environment safe and so i was like a control freak i mm-hmm. was like militant about routines and it was it made our relationship no fun first of all
2: it's yeah not fun. it doesn't for anybody because the result it often is that you end up being resented by the other person right Totally. Yeah. -hmm. And so when
1: I started to look inward at like, okay, where's my anxiety coming from and started Mm -hmm. to deal with that, my partner didn't have to change anything. Like, honestly, he, he didn't have to do anything because that's not my responsibility to make him change. My responsibility resides in myself. And so that's the only person that I started to take care of. And our marriage is more beautiful than ever because I put so much time into myself so i can i can be you know i can i can test to that theory of doing the internal work
2: yourself it only Mm -hmm. takes one person in a relationship yeah congratulations to you honestly because it it takes courage and that's the reason i mean if this stuff were easy then we'd all have perfect marriages and the reality is is that 50 percent of marriages end in divorce if not more now so the statistics are not awesome so it, and that's that's why it's because it's not easy. It is really, really hard to get that honest with yourself. And you have to really want it. You have to really want to have your happiness and to have your life change. But when you do it, because it's often we don't do it because we're scared. We're scared of a lot of like all of most of the reasons we don't do anything in life is fear based if we're being honest.
0: Mm -hmm. But when
2: we face that fear, and when we dive in with the courage to have that honest look at ourselves and what we need to change, the result of facing those fears is just astronomical. And it, to me, I always joke about how I find facing my fears addicting now, because the more I do it, the more my life transforms in the most magical ways. And it's, it's amazing. It really is. And that's why I get so excited and passionate about what I do is because I want to help women and give them the tools to be able to do this with as much ease as possible. So they don't have any questions, they know what they need to do. And they have support along the way. And I think that that changes everything. So the thing that I always say when I'm talking about this very topic is that you know, we said it before, the only person we can change is ourselves, but we can change our thoughts. So going back to mindset, right, thoughts, actions, and reactions. And it's when you can own that and really get that in your head, like going when and start showing up day to day in total awareness of your thoughts, your actions, and your reactions. It's empowering and the more you work on that and focus your energy on that rather than focusing your energy on trying to change everything and everyone around us you become more confident it's it's this really cool thing because i often talk about you know so many of us say we wish we were more confident in one area or another right we want to love ourselves more this whole self-love, you know, it can be cliche. Sometimes it's like, well, what does that really mean? Well, to me, what has happened in my own life is that when I did this work, I wasn't necessarily seeking out to become more confident. I wanted to be more happy. I wanted to never get divorced again. I wanted to have a good relationship, but I never really thought, well, I, I need to be confident first. But what the coolest part of that whole thing is, is that by doing the work of getting honest and self-reflecting and showing up with awareness and focusing inward rather than outward, was I became empowered. And through that empowerment, my confidence just started to rise. And as my confidence rose, like it's just, it's this upward spiral that begins in life and you are be able to, you're able to do it more and more and more, right? It's, it is, and then it's beautiful watching I feel honored all the time to watch women do this because they often have never felt that in their lives I know I didn't I didn't really know what true I thought confidence you know I think I was looking for this ability to just wake up one day and just love my body and love how I looked and more superficial kind of things that I felt I needed to feel confident and I think it's been so transformational, realizing that I've learned to accept my body, accept how I look, accept all these things that so many of us women and men struggle sometimes our whole lives with of really being our own worst enemy that started to feel easier and far more gentle. And I was able to have more grace with myself as I was empowered and growing my confidence by learning to take ownership of my life rather than looking around me and putting pressure on everything and everyone else to make me happy. Yeah, and, and I think, oh, no, I was just gonna say, it's just, it's it was like that epiphany where your brain is like, oh my gosh, I've been wasting so much time trying to love myself the wrong way. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do, because I'm having this, this like flashback of when I was trying to same thing, be confident. I was working so hard to be confident and it was like falling flat. Right. But when I started digging into myself and started doing my own work, focusing on myself, my confidence just naturally started coming up and up and up and up and it's sexy. Like there's nothing more sexy than a confident woman who's naturally confident. Not just putting on a confident like outfit and being like, yeah, I'm so confident. No, from the inside where you can, you look at her and you're like, oh my gosh, she's glowing, what is that? It's, there's something magnetizing about somebody who's gained confidence from their inner
2: work. Yes, that's the word I was just gonna use. And I talk about this a lot, but becoming magnetic. When you finally realize and know without a fraction of the doubt who you are and what you want and have the confidence to know you deserve it and the clarity of how you want to get there, all of those things, when that starts to come together and you start being able to show up as that woman, that most authentic version of yourself day to day interacting with other people, you become magnetic. And that is like, we all know those people who are magnetic, right? They're the people that you might even know not know what it is about them that you love so much. You might. But a lot of times you might not know exactly what it is, but you just love being around them. You feel better when you're around them and you can tell that other people feel the same way. They just have that thing. And to me, it's this authenticity and this ability to show up as themselves and that like you said, is so sexy. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when you become that person too? as you increase that magnetism by building your confidence and knowing who you are, you start to attract with ease, all of these things that we've always wanted into our lives. And you start to notice new people, new friendships, new love opportunities, more abundance, things start flowing, it's like you can get into alignment with things energetically because you finally are showing up as that person because when you do that your energy shifts and to me that's that's that missing kind of quotient of like what makes people magnetic to not only like to people but to the things that they desire
1: so what would you say to somebody who is listening and going okay i really want to become confident i'm ready to start digging into myself where do I start? I don't even know where to look. Cause I think that stops a lot of people in their tracks is like, this sounds great, but where do I even begin? Do you have like a sort of baseline, um, space that you take people into when they're first starting
2: into this journey? Well, I often take women through the steps of getting to know who they are, understanding who they've always been, like before they were told who they should be or Mm. who they are by other people. And you, we, we often take that in and take it as gospel to understand that. And to combine that with the clarity of knowing what they want and that they can, that, that they can actually have whatever they want to have the courage to ask for it. And to, to actually say it out loud, those kind of things, I always begin in that kind of a way because it's like i say the confidence to me is it happens as a byproduct of doing the deeper inner work of understanding who you are and really knowing that you deserve the things that you truly want and so doing that but i also combine that with a letting go process so i've designed a four-step process for letting go that it sort of takes you through the steps of Acknowledging what you need to let go of, like, what is that thing that is holding you stuck that you spin on in your mind that you often find yourself coming back to, whether it's with resentment or guilt or sadness, all those things. Acknowledging what that is, allowing yourself to feel it while at the same time surrendering to it and stepping into your future. So I take people through and give them the exact tools to be able to walk through that. And that to me, combined with getting to know who you are and all that other stuff, brings it all together and really starts creating the magic.
1: I think it's so important that their coaches and mentors out there like you, because this can be a really scary process, especially if somebody has just gone through a divorce or isn't, or isn't, you know, an unhappy marriage or something like that mm-hmm. is a very difficult thing to just decide and step into. So it's so, it's just so important for people like you to be out there. And it's like, it's like you're a helping hand, right? You're there to walk through some of the most challenging times of somebody's life and just show them the guidance. And I love that you're, you know, it's relatable because you've actually been through a lot in your life as well. So you're not coming from it of, of a perspective of, yeah, I have this like incredible marriage, had it since I was 20 and, uh, oh, you're getting divorced? Let me show you how not to get divorced next time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, been there, done that. Let me hold your hand and show you the way. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's like, we're all coming together to, make this world a better place
2: well and the reality is is it happens there's so many Mm -hmm. of us out there and there's so much shame tied to divorce i don't actually believe that divorce is the worst thing that could happen it's don't get me wrong i didn't ask for it and that wasn't my choice that being said it is what it is i couldn't control my ex's decision and there was you know, there comes a point where you have to surrender to the fact that it was out of my control. And it's so within that surrendering, there's so much freedom when you can just choose, right? Because I didn't get a choice of whether I got divorced or not. All of our situations are different. And I just want to release the shame that comes with it, too, because if anybody out there, any of your listeners are like me, I wanted to have that marriage that my parents had. My parents were married. They're both passed since, but they've been married. They were married when they passed for 62 years and they were had the most beautiful marriage. I'd never heard them fight a day in my life. Not that I think that that is the goal because the conflict can be normal, yeah.
0: healthy conflict
2: can be normal, but they had this beautiful marriage. So for me, that's what I wanted. I wanted to have that in my life. I wanted to stay together for my kids, all the things that so many of us want and that, isn't what happened. And that was soul crushing. It was it was mm-hmm. it was a dream that ended, but it is not the worst thing in the world. The truth is, is that I was able to rebuild my life. And I was able to make choices on my own. And I also had so much more clarity over what I wanted. You know, from the first time I got married to the second time, I got to choose very mindfully And that makes a big difference. And I think that, don't get me wrong, I'm not minimalizing the pain of divorce and breakups. It's tough, but there is opportunity and silver linings that come with it. And it's when we can surrender to what is and what has already happened and what is in our past and let go of that. When we do that, it allows us so much freedom to be able to rise into the opportunities of our future and to create more joy in our life. And we have mm. so many more years. Like we only get to do this life once, I think. Right? We don't really know, but <laughs> <We don't> know. <laughs> so th- well, let's not take any chances, right? Let's totally. me. I want to do it the best way possible. And so I think there's there's just no reason why we shouldn't lean in and face some fears and really do it the best way we know how.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and it's really to me, life is all about the lessons that you get Mm -hmm. to learn. And I think there's no coincidence. I think we go through each and everything in our life to learn something about ourselves. And so if you can, you know, of course I've never been through a divorce, so I can't come from that lens, but I've been through some really hard things in my life. Mm -hmm. And I always, you know, hindsight is our biggest teacher. Whenever you get to look at something as it's in the past now, you get to like take out all those little lessons that you learned. And so I think you can do this in anything in life. And relationships included.
2: And that's what I mean, right? We have to be willing to, we mm, have to be big willing word, willing, get our heads out of our butts sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I easily stay resentful and angry about the wrongdoings. And we all could, we can all find a million things and people or situations that we could stay mad at forever. It's not serving us. We're only hurting ourselves. And that to me, it's, there's, there's freedom of like, I'm just going to let that go because it's not serving me. And if I can find the courage to let it go, not that it's going to happen overnight, but you, you shed layers. Every time you go through this process of letting go, you shed another layer and you rise a little higher and it just continues. And you keep rising and rising. And if you keep choosing that, right? With willingness. Then you have this life that's worth living and you you start really living and feeling more joy and excited about your days. And I I've just obviously this stuff excites me so much, but there's so much possibility when we choose to, but you gotta be willing to leave.
1: Yeah. And you know, with every layer shed, you get closer and closer to who you really are and who you were you know who you were born as we have all of these conditionings all of these past experiences that kind of you know it's it's no wonder i can't remember the percentage that you said of divorces that happen it's no wonder cuz we're all walking around in these like suits of armor that we've stacked up on our to protect us from all of the different experiences that we've had in life. And it's really hard for our internal being to shine through that layering. So, you know, as you said, it's about unlayering and taking off those layers so that that your true core, your true heart, your true essence can actually shine through. And that leads back to the magnetism, right? It's, that's, that's that look on somebody's face where you're like, damn, what is that? You know, that starts to shine through as you get rid of these layers, but it's the willing part. I love that. You said that because you know, you, I, one of my teachers, I can't remember exactly the quote, but it was like, you gotta want peace more than you want pain. And sometimes people at are in a spot in their life where they're just going to choose pain right now. And that's going to teach them a lesson. And that's perfect just how it is.
2: But you got to choose peace over pain. Yeah, I say something similar when it comes to facing fears, like you have to make, again, I'm doing the same thing you are, but you have to make your purpose and your want and your desire and your dreams bigger than your fear. You have to want it more than you fear it. And are you willing to, to try? And you know, when it comes to facing fears, and I, you know, I use the term leaning in because I don't think you have to dive right in and just do the whole thing right away, you can dip your toes in the water and just try the baby step. But what happens when you do that, and you get that beautiful reward from doing that, Then you're like, okay, then it feels safe, I can, it's almost like learning how to trust again, and you can trust that, even though it's scary, I can still face it. I can still do the thing, even if I'm scared. And that's the realization that comes when we when we start to become more aware of why we are or why we are not moving forward, which is a huge part of recognizing when women often come to me using the terminology, I'm stuck. I'm just stuck. And it's like, OK, well, we're going to get you unstuck it's not necessarily almost definitely. It's not going to feel comfortable. <laughs> totally. But because that's your that's the facing the fear part. But if you're willing to just trust a li- even a little bit day by day, week by week, you go further and further into it and you start seeing the results of that dipping your toe in the water. And it is all of a sudden you look back a month a month before, and you realize how much you've shifted in that time. And it's just, it's amazing what you can do and how much can change when you're willing (laughs) to go there. Yeah. And the discomfort.
1: I think the discomfort part like that you mentioned is just so huge. And when you said that a lot of women come to you saying they feel stuck, it's like you're paralyzed by fear. And you don't know what the next movement is because we've told ourselves that fear moving through fear is like death right so that you're like i'm stuck i'm paralyzed and so i agree with you the more that i've proven to myself that i can get through discomfort and the more i've created that relationship with self because that's what gets you through that discomfort it's having your own back that's the only person who can get you through the discomfort is you but if you just keep proving it to yourself over and over and over again and then you turn out to be like me and i'm just looking for discomfort everywhere i'm like where's the discomfort i'm jumping in because i'm obsessed with feeling discomfort because i know for a fact that i'm gonna have growth on the other side because i've proven that to myself time
2: and time again and that's the beautiful thing about this all this work that we've been talking about is because you start to find rather than safety in another person outside of yourself, you start to find Mm -hmm. safety and comfort within with that confidence that you're building and that self knowing that you're building. So you're getting to trust yourself. So then it becomes safer feel safer to do the scarier things. Because you can come to yourself, you're not depending on the things around you, you come within and feel your safety within that is when you start being able to confidently tackle your fears, because you are no longer relying on things around you. Otherwise, we would we would never do it. And that's just it. Because we've all been hurt before. We've had our trust broken, we've been lied to, we've been cheated on, we've been all the things right and we become deathly afraid of getting hurt again. So we get stuck, and we stay there. And we don't continue growing we don't move we stay stuck or we keep attracting the same relationships over and over again it's so so common so when we learn to have that confidence within ourselves and creating that safe space within ourselves, so we can feel trust within and that's enough then we can start facing all those fears because we don't have to worry about somebody else hurting us so much. So it allows us also when it comes to relationships and, you know, after divorce, a lot of people really do want to have a healthy relationship again and to find new love and all of that. But it feels terrifying because they don't want the same thing to happen again. And for a lot of people, it has, it's happened again and again, and they feel like it's, on repeat so they're trying you know they're really gun shy about ever dating or having another relationship again so when you do this work it's getting that confidence within to feel safe enough to try to love again because that's the thing to me what is a life worth living if we can't love love is love is one of the most beautiful experiences in the world and it's It's so sad to me to think that there's people that just refuse to do it again because they don't wanna get hurt. And I get it, it is, it's terrible when it happens. But when you can make these shifts within yourself, you start attracting different things in healthier relationships. And you also recognize the red flags and being able to intuitively know that something is not right for you and you make different choices. And that is why you don't keep recycling the relationships again, because you have changed within. It's not about the people around you, you've changed within and you have learned to recognize red flags and you're able to say no to the right to the wrong things and yes to the right things for the right reasons, right? You're not getting into relationships out of fear, which is often where the unhealthy part comes in because you'll say yes to anybody because you're afraid if I say no to him, what if another person doesn't come? What if he's the only one? What if, what if, what if? And if we do that, that's when it becomes unhealthy. But when we're able to say no to the things that we intuitively know in our gut is not meant for us, that leaves room for the right things to come. And when the right thing comes and you've grown yourself inside and you have that intuition built, you know the right thing when it shows up. And it that's, it's like you have your own superpower. Hmm. I want I love that. I love superpowers.
1: <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just thinking, do you think that people go into relationships wanting somebody to fill a gap for them, and would it be helpful if they could fill that only? i I feel like I know my own answer, but you know, it's like when we're we're when we're searching for a relationship to quote unquote fix something in us or make us feel better about something, or you know, like I said, bridge that gap.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's to me it's it's got to be an inside job it's the only way it works if we're relying on somebody else to do it, it they'll they'll never be able to do it it's literally impossible they can't therefore you're just like destined for conflict because you're wanting them to fix something that they actually cannot fix it has to come from you do you see this
2: in your practice a lot Yes. And I see it in my own life, in my past, Mm -hmm. that was the, that was the downfall in my first marriage was I was looking outside of myself for him to calm my angst, make me feel loved, make me feel like you're not going to leave me, make me feel safe. And yes, a relationship should provide that innately, but you can't need that. You need to have that from within. Yes. A relationship should feel like a safe space, but you can't need your person to provide that for you so that you're okay. That like you said, is an inside job. It's up to us to make ourselves happy. And our partners are there as this added bonus, this cherry on top to add so much joy and adventure and fun and all the things to our lives, but we have to be okay on our own. First, Mm -hmm. we have to, Also, I believe, find a partner that is equally as driven to work on themselves as you're willing to work on yourself. So that as you grow, you grow together, but you also grow individually. And if you're with someone who's willing to own their stuff as much as you're willing to own your stuff and work on your stuff and grow, it is, that's what creates the healthiest, most lasting connected love, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can have some, you know, I'm just thinking of my own
1: experience. My husband is just kind of like, he is just how he is. He, he does not dive into the personal development, the self-development. He is so, so um, supportive of all of the the work that I do and he finds it sexy. I know he does, he's obsessed. Every time I'm like doing a course, he doesn't say it, but I know he's like, whoa, like he loves it. So he's very gung-ho for me to work on myself. He just doesn't have that passion to like dive into that kind of stuff. But I really do think that it only takes one because I feel from the amount of work that I've done, I've just Mm -hmm. shifted our environment. I've shifted our frequency. Um, I've allowed him to, feel his power when I'm feeling my power. Like, does that make sense? Because what all I'm thinking is for people listening, thinking, oh, well, my husband's never gonna dig into his own personal work, I'm screwed. It's like, no, you're not screwed. It literally only takes one. It's an added bonus if the other one is also willing to, Um, if the fundamentals are right,
2: right? right. So like, you have to have right. the support. I, I agree with you. I think what I mean is, imagine this, you've got a partner that there's dysfunction and they blame it on you or that, you know what I mean? And then vice versa. Mm. I think if there's work that needs to be done and if there is conflict or it's not jiving in the relationship, you need to have two people that are willing to look at themselves and willing to do the work if it's needed. If you guys are happy and everybody's happy, And you like doing the work on yourself. And also, yes, as your energy shifts, I have no doubt that his energy rises to the occasion. And it's a beautiful combination that sort of, you know, you, you energetically mesh that way. I think that absolutely that works. I think the problem happens where you have one person who sees that the other person isn't putting in their part and it feels wrong and there's clash and there's dynamics that aren't working. That's when I think it's really important. You've got to be willing, you know, where it can't just be the blame game. Cause you see Mm -hmm. this all the time. This is what happens when it's dysfunctional is you've got people looking outside of themselves for the other person to make them feel okay. If somebody's not okay, they have to be willing to look within, in my opinion. I I completely agree. And you know, the more I think
1: about it, I wouldn't be with Reed if he wasn't on some level doing that work, right? He may not be reading the books and taking the courses and doing all the things, but if I wasn't able to have good, honest, open conversation with him, I wouldn't be with him. I'd see you later, bro. Like, no way. I'm not interested in somebody who can't, you know, have authentic emotional conversation. I wouldn't be
2: interested. So. And that's what I mean. you've got to be able to have yeah. the connection and the communication around it and be with someone who's willing to hear you when you need to speak about it and to be willing to go there and go, you know, maybe apologize once in a while. Maybe it's being willing to admit their wrongs to say, yeah, you know what? You're right. I gotta, I gotta work on that that's what I mean. It doesn't mean they have to be equally into the programs, the books, the courses, the things, it's just this willingness to learn and be open to having a very healthy relationship where two people are both owning their stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. so, it's so juicy when you have two people that it, it, and it, it doesn't have to come overnight. Like sometimes I'm so quick to be like, you know what, i recognize that this is a me problem and i'm going to do the work i can i'm i've done enough of this work that it comes super fast to me my husband Mm -hmm. not so much he needs a couple days sometimes you know and i just i know that about him now i'm like that's fine i'll talk to you in 24 hours when you're kissing my butt no i'm just kidding but like i just know that about him and i just give him the time the space i'm like he'll come you know we'll come around to this it doesn't have to i can't control that that's another piece of the control right i have to allow him on his own time frame to move through those things. And I think a lot of people want it like that. They want the apology yesterday. Yes, They're not willing to wait and like allow them to work. He's got to work some stuff out in his mind too before he can give me answers on what I'm asking for, right? So we need to be able to give our partners like that space as well and allow them to work on themselves in a different way that, than the way we do it. Oh, here, now
2: I'm, now look at me, I'm a relationship expert now. <laughs> I think you guys have a, you must have a beautiful relationship and you should be really grateful it just sounds like you, it has a very healthy dynamic. But the thing too, that I think is so important for all of us to remember is that conflict is normal.
0: Mm-hmm. Conflict
2: is so normal and it's not in how, it, like, or it's not important truly if you fight because I'd be shocked if you didn't ever. Some people don't, but most of us have a conflict here boring. And in how you manage it and how willing you are to work through it. And it can actually be something that brings you closer together. If you have the tools for relationships to communicate in a healthy way, conflict actually can bring you closer together because you'll learn so much about your partner if you're actually listening and using the healthy tools for communication and it brings two people together because you learn all of these things that are important to the other person cuz that's usually what we're fighting if nothing was important to us we'd have nothing to fight about
1: yeah most people
2: just want to be heard it's so true that's it. the that i always say in communication we all think you know communication is the speaking and the talking and of course that's not wrong But the most important part of communication is how well we listen. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, but it is the thing that makes the biggest difference.
1: Mm. I could just talk to you all day. (laughs) This is so fun. (laughs) I love this, but I love, you know, I love talking about relationships. It's interesting. I sometimes feel like I don't always want to talk about my relationship because it is so incredible that it it uh what's the word it like triggers other people and so sometimes i don't always speak about it so much like you know if people are like oh my husband is my husband that and i'm like oh yeah yeah but it's so it feels so freeing to just be like yeah my my relationship is on fire but
2: we work damn hard for it (laughs)
1: like really hard for it
2: I, I agree. I feel the same way. I feel so grateful for Justin and our relationship and it's not perfect. We do have conflict every now and then, and there's definitely things, but I'm just so grateful because I don't live on eggshells Mm -hmm. and I used to, I don't live in fear. I don't have the anxiety around my relationship. Like I used to, I feel loved. I feel comfortable. So when we do have conflict, it doesn't scare me. I don't, I'm not waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's such a beautiful feeling. And to feel just so excited about life to live with this man. It's a it's a beautiful feeling. And that's why it makes me so sad when I hear people say they don't ever want to be in a relationship again, because they don't want to get hurt. Because there is healthy relationships out there, you just have to be able to have the tools to be able to get yourself there. And I really do believe it is about how we equip ourselves with these tools to learn how to tune into our intuition and recognize the red flags when they come up. Mm -hmm.
1: And it really, it all comes back to being your own best friend, being that place that you find safety. When I listen to your story and I only know a tiny bit about it, but to me, what's the most obvious is you didn't have your back in your first marriage and you have your own back in your second marriage. So it's just, he's just icing on your cake you built the cake, you've already made the cake, it's big and beautiful and dense, and he just sprinkled some icing on top of it, but you didn't need him to build the cake. You had all the ingredients inside of yourself.
2: Exactly, and we're each other's biggest supporters, and that was something I heard you say too, and that to me is just a beautiful thing, is to have somebody who's got your back, you support each other, you help each other to rise, and you just love hard on each other.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And nobody wants to live in fear of of losing, right? That's a terrible feeling. So if you know that you're never going to lose yourself, sometimes a bit of that, that fear can be taken away too. Exactly. It was so nice having you on the podcast. I feel like I could just go on for hours, but let's wrap it up. I want to just leave this conversation by asking you if somebody is going through a bit of a rough patch in their life right now, either they're in a committed relationship or they've had a divorce or they're single, whatever it may be, what's just a few couple of words that you would tell them to kind of get them kickstarted into their next part of their journey?
2: I think I would tell them to really, tune to themselves to learn how to get quiet, to get comfortable getting quiet and tuning in with awareness. I think nothing can change in our lives without awareness. It's one of the first steps I take all of my clients through is raising our awareness to what we're feeling in our bodies, learning to understand like that inner angst, that feeling that we get that we so often react to and want to squish down and shove it under a rug tuning into that raising your awareness to self and being willing and open to the possibility of change oh i love that okay my friend thank
1: you so much and thank you uh, you yeah, and we're going to talk to you soon because I, I believe you are going to be inside of the Evolve and Expand
2: online retreat that's coming very soon. Is this right? Oh, yes. I am so excited to be a part. I'm going to be presenting around my, my four steps for letting go so that okay. you can get unstuck and move forward in your life, and I can't wait to be a part of this retreat.
1: Oh, we are so excited to have you, especially now that I've podcast with you. I'm like, oh yeah, baby, sign me up for this workshop. It's gonna be so incredible.
2: Well, so, something. where can people find you? I am most often on Instagram at the Jamie Morgan and also on Facebook, Jamie Morgan Coaching and TikTok, the Jamie Morgan. Okay. <laughs> Hi, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to leave. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was just going to say I'll leave all that information in the show notes for everybody to check out because I'm sure that you're going to have people wanting to find you. That's for sure.
0: If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation,
1: please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week. And remember, empowered women are good for the world.